From the Tag Creative Group Studios, Toyota presents the Pro Hockey West Report. The Pro Hockey West Report is brought to you by the Tag Creative Group, your one-stop shop for unique designs or that one-of-a-kind gift idea for yourself or special. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Las Vegas' best barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, 308 North Highway. Behind the Mask, the Valley's experts for all things hockey. Find any of our three Valley locations and more at BehindTheMask.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek. Order online at TheSpaghettiShack.com. Top Golf. Go to TopGolf.com to play the world's great golf courses. All in one place. Jets Pizza, with over 400 locations in 20 states. Better pizza, because it has to be. Find a location near you at JetsPizza.com. By Toyota, support the dealers that support hockey in your community. Finlay and Henderson, Toyota, Desert in Cathedral City, California. Peterson in Fort Collins, Colorado. And Desert Toyota in Tucson. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Book your stay now at any of our locations around the world. Caesars.com. The Pro Hockey West Report presented by Toyota is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. From the Tag Creative Group Studios, here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome to another podcast after dark, way after dark. <laughs> Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, Palm Springs, California, where it is uh, just about 11.10 p.m. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, where everything is just getting started about right now. <laughs> Stephen, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Everything does start about this time in Vegas, uh, but not me. I'm not hockey nice. games. <laughs> not hockey games. Well, sometimes... Sometimes I'm sure I'm sure there's some men, some beer league, men league games that are starting at this hour. Sometimes there's a midnight game at UNLV that starts at this hour. <laughs> oh, Stephen, what a night, what a day. I mean, I have been up nearly 24 hours. I am dog tired, but we're going to push through because uh, we've got the first game of the Calder Cup finals and three the NHL Stanley Cup final. I got them both right, didn't I? You did indeed. Yes, you passed the test. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let me tell you, uh, tonight I witnessed something that I wasn't sure I was going to witness. I did not know how this game was going to play out between Coachella Valley and uh, Hershey. But everything that I've been watching my eyes told me that this was going to be the way it was going to be, but my head and my heart said, no, it's going to be much more difficult than this. Uh, Hershey's going to be a team that's going to you know, be a formidable opponent. But I'm telling you, this might be the best game I've seen from Coachella Valley all season long, and it couldn't have come at a better time in game one of the Calder Cup finals. Yeah, you know, I, I just... I, my initial reaction is I just don't know 
how Hershey's going to beat this team four games. I, I just don't know. I watched the highlights. They posted the highlights online, and so I watched that to kind of just to see see it before uh, before this. And of course, it's easy to judge after one game, but and, and you know Hershey had to come across the country and come come to Coachella Valley and, and Coachella Valley another sold out crowd and 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 they're just playing outstanding hockey. But I I, I just you're there. You've seen it person, but I just don't know how Hershey's going to do it. I really don't. Well, I'll tell you, here's what happened tonight. And I've been asking these questions to Coach Bilesman to the players. I keep asking them, do you guys think you're continuing to get better at this stage? Or have you kind of leveled off and you're just playing hockey now? And to a man, they tell me that they think they're getting better. They're learning how to close out games. They're learning how to win again. They've won plenty this year but they're learning how to win in situations. I'll give you an example. The last two games against Milwaukee, one in Milwaukee, one closeout game here in um, Palm Desert, the uh, the team was up against it for the last few minutes. So they were leading one nothing in um, or 2-1, I can't remember, in Milwaukee. And uh, Milwaukee was storming them. And they kept playing and kept playing and kept playing. They finally won the game. Then they come back here and they're leading um, by a goal or two and they take a penalty late. There's a minute 15 to go or so. It's a six on four. You think, oh, this could be it. Milwaukee could get the game tied. And no, they uh, they fought it off. They blocked a bunch of shots and uh, they go away and they win and they advance to the Calder Cup final. So tonight, I thought, well, what's going to happen? These two teams have never played. Um, Hershey hasn't been to California in 55 years, which is saying something in itself. So the game gets underway, and I see a Firebird team come out and do like a Firebird team that's successful does, which is play fast, score. Um, They only scored once, but you could tell the ice was tilted. Um, Period two. They didn't play their best period. Coach Bilesma said it. We didn't play our best, but what happened was we stayed in the game. We stayed within ourselves. We added one more goal, made it 2-0. Um, early in the third, they came out, and uh, Andrew Podolarski, well, I should just call Potsy, <laughs> gets the goal. I've been saying that Potsy's going to break out. He came off of a four-month absence with an illness or uh, injury, and uh, boy, He's starting to break out. He's got a lot left, too, by the way, that uh, he can bring to the table. So then they just piled it on and uh, end up winning 5-0. Joey Decord gets a shutout. Joey Decord was another big impact player playing the puck. Um, I told Coach Bilesma in the the postgame, I said, if I was going to give out game pucks tonight, I'd need 26 of them. And he looked at me kind of strangely, and I said, yeah, you'd need uh, 20, one for everybody on your team. And you'd need six additional to give to your defensemen because they both earned, they all six earned two pucks. <laughs> so I don't know if that's ever been done before at any level of hockey, but that's the way I saw it tonight. Yeah, I mean, it it just really sets a, a tone. And, and I mean, 5 nothing. I mean, you look at guys like Cole Lind and Riker Evans, had th- they assisted on the first three goals that Coachella Valley scored, Ty Cartier, uh, Pet, 
Petman, uh, Polarowski with goals, and then Polarowski getting the assist on Froden's goal with Rafferty, and McCormick and Rafferty getting an assist on True's goal. I mean, I mean, what a performance by those guys. But And then Joey Decorda shut out, and, and, and just so many good things going right for, for Coachella Valley. I mean, you look at the – I mean – Jimmy Shaw was a plus one, uh, plus four for Evans. I think one, two, three, ten, ten players, plus one. Obviously, nobody was in the negative because they didn't give up a goal tonight. So I mean, just real impressive by all those things. And, and uh, well, I most mean, it's, most it's, importantly, it's most importantly, it's a one nothing lead in a series. That's a seven game series, and four of those games could be played at Coachella Valley. They're up one nothing. Yeah, they defended home ice exactly what you want to do. And and uh, so game two is going to be the next important game. I mean, when you get to this point in the season, every game becomes your biggest game of the year. And for Coachella Valley, it's going to be their biggest game of the year. For Hershey, it's going to be their biggest game of the year because they you know, they, they lost this game 5 nothing, uh, but they can come out on Saturday and win game two. And then all of a sudden, it's a 1-1 series going back to the land of uh, chocolate. Uh, for three games. <laughs> Did you see my post, by the way, of the Hershey bar? <laughs> yeah, you didn't send me any chocolate. <laughs> we got we, we they, got we got a Hershey's place right here by uh, by T-Mobile Arena, right there on the street, yeah, there, right? New York, New York. <laughs> apparently, the uh, Coachella Valley people weren't too fired up about chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I anyway. I wouldn't be either. <laughs> no, 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 no chocolate, uh, no chocolate in the arena for the next few days. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Let's uh let's let's play a little bit of sound and, and this is very unedited because I just got back uh to the hotel from the arena, but here's Dan Biles mother kick things off. Coach Coach, uh, it's uh it's a win. I was talking to myself, believe it or not, and I said if I had uh, game pucks I know. I said if I had game pucks I'd need twenty six. One for each player. And two for each defenseman. <laughs> Am I right? Is that a, the best defensive effort in a long time from you guys? I, I thought of, uh, I thought in the first period it was. Um, they're a dangerous team. They have skilled forwards and, and speed up front. And, uh, we didn't. The game was pretty clogged up in the first first period. And uh, excuse me. That's our that's our forwards tracking back. That's our D having a tight gap. And, we didn't give them a lot. I thought in the second period we we uh, we gave them a little bit too much uh, with our puck play. We had a few uh, few turnovers, and it, that's uh, that's the type of team that's looking for a turnover to, to go back the other way. And they're they're really good at it. And uh, we gave them a two on one. We gave them a couple couple good opportunities uh, with our puck play, and, and that's uh, something we all know we can do better. Three players stood out to me. Uh, Joey Decord, obviously. Potsy, who I thought was coming out of his shell and did it again. And uh, I thought uh, Tennyson was unbelievable on the defensive end. Our dad, Jimmy Schultz in the back end, and uh, played, a, played a real strong game as well. Joey Decord, obviously, was, uh, you know, he said there wasn't, uh, first there wasn't a lot, but he had to make a couple saves there on two-on-one and certainly the breakaway. Uh, and the first was was a huge stop, and, and he was, uh, you know, he was he was joy for us uh, throughout the 60 minutes. And, and uh, I thought our D, 
Okay, so there's just a few comments from uh, uh, Coach Bilesma. It's a little bit different, Stephen, as you know, uh, this time of year because uh, it's a group setting, much more media attention. And by much more, I don't mean a whole bunch more, but <laughs> there was some more media attention and the, the coaches were up on a po uh, podium to do their questions a lot, like you see at the NHL. So um, when you hear those comments from Bilesma, does that, um, does that surprise you at all? No, not at all. I mean, I mean, you know, he's a coach through and through. I mean, he talked about, you said, asked him if that was the best defensive uh, period or best offensive game that he, in, a, in a while. And, and he's, he was, he was real and said it was in the first period, you know, and obviously felt like probably there's times where maybe they could have uh, been better. But I mean, when, when you don't give up a goal in the whole game, that's, that's pretty, you're doing something right. But, uh, and, and Joey Decord had to make some great stuff. but you look at the, the shots itself, it's 27, 25. So it wasn't like it was, you know, one way or the other dominant there. Um, so, I mean, it was, it seemed to be pretty good on that regard, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not surprised by his comments because, uh, obviously you win five, nothing, you can be satisfied with that, but obviously there's always something to look at and, uh, to improve on. Absolutely. Okay. I don't normally do this, but I want to play this tonight. It's three minutes and 52 seconds of coach Todd Nelson talking about the losing effort because normally when your team gets beat that badly, the coach is pretty upset. Not to say that he wasn't upset, but um, I thought he handled his emotions very well. So here's Todd Nelson, the head coach from the Hershey Bears.
All right, that was kind of quiet, but I hope you had a chance to hear head coach Todd Nelson a little bit as he uh, described his team's effort. And uh, as he said, if uh, if you play sloppy like that against a team like Coachella Valley, you're not going to have a very good outcome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it goes without saying, but uh, Coachella Valley is a team that will make you pay for the mistakes that you make. So if you're Hershey, now that you've got a taste of what you know, I think it's always important to realize you can watch a team on, on film and see them and and see their tendencies and stuff, but I think until you, you play them head-to-head, uh, you kind of you don't get a complete feel for the team. So now they've had that, and especially when you get to the Calder Cup final and where you don't – you know, it's usually going to be – a lot of times it's a matchup where you probably haven't seen this team, you know, ever. And, and certainly, as you mentioned – you know, this is the first time that Hershey has come out to play in California in 55 years. Hershey's the uh, the the oldest team in the American Hockey League. Coachella Valley is the newest team. Obviously, the AHL is still fairly new in California, out in the West. It's been mostly in the Midwest and the East for a long time until it expanded to the West Coast. Uh, you know, within the last 10 or 15 years or so. But um, so I mean, it's but it's been a while since a, a team in this in this division. And this format has had a chance to compete. Uh, I know San Diego had a good run a few years ago, but I think you know the they it all got uh, you know and they but they got lost in the central in the uh, Western final. So it's it's been a while since you've had a Pacific team uh, since this Pacific teams have kind of formed uh, have this much success and especially in the first year and to be in this position and and uh, of course Hershey is is unfamiliar with with playing out on the West Coast, so maybe that played a factor into it. I don't know, but. Um, I think, you know, just that you never, you don't play this team, at, you know, in the regular season. So it's, you know, you don't play each other. So you, there's a little bit of a feeling out process. And, and Coachella Valley's at home. They're feeding off their home crowd. You know, Fuego's probably as wild up as ever. And, uh, you know, I think all that plays a <laughs> part into it. And, and I, I warned him, by the way, about eating chocolate. I don't know if you saw that. But... <laughs> well, yeah, he shouldn't. You shouldn't I be did eating warn any chocolate. him about eating chocolate tonight. I saw anything around that beat. He was in trouble. Yeah, no chocolate <laughs> for him. No chocolate for him. Anyway, uh, so so one nothing. Yeah, one nothing is the series lead for Coachella Valley heading into Game Two, which will be Saturday night, right here at Akershur Arena. Um, I but also that's the important thing, Scott. That's the important. Spend about ten minutes. That's the important thing is that it's just a one nothing series. I mean, we talk about it's five nothing. It was a shutout. It was it. It looked pretty dominant for Coachella Valley, but ultimately, it's just a one nothing series lead, and and it it only counts as for one game. And so now you just it all resets now for game two. The score goes back to zero zero. The teams come out and they have to play again, and so that's important to realize too. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, I had a chance to visit with who I call the authority in AHL media, one Patrick Williams. Um, we got interrupted, so the first segment is about a minute seven. The rest is about 9.36, but I think it's really important that we hear this because Patrick came out to, to uh, witness the uh, the championship, as you would guess he would, and uh, he had some really good thoughts about uh, a lot of things in the AHL. So here he is, the authority of AHL hockey, Patrick Williams. All right, it's a pleasure to have the authority of American Hockey League uh, media, Patrick Williams. Okay, Patrick. First of all, welcome to the desert. How are things? And uh, your thoughts on uh, game one tonight? Uh, game one. I, 
Hershey hasn't seen anything close to that they saw tonight. Um, they faced some good teams along the way. Uh, Charlotte was elements of Coachella Valley's game. Rochester was a little bit more, but the finishers, I think, are the difference on this Coachella Valley team. Hershey, I mean, when, you, when the Firebirds start running around inside the offensive zone, you just see the coverage just breaks down, like, almost instantaneously. It's right. And, and Hershey just, they look disorganized. That's not how they play. Like, that's their strength. It's, it's very structured, very organized game. And uh, you get them out of that, and they don't have a solution. You know, I thought this was going to be a track meet. Okay, there's the break because we had uh, <laughs> we had some maintenance people coming through, so uh, we'll hold it on that and start over again with Patrick. Okay, so we talked a little bit about uh, Hershey uh, being uh, maybe a disorganized group, but does it start with Joey Decord? Uh, your, your chance to see him up close and personal probably for one of the few times, but... Um, your thoughts on the way he plays the puck and his confidence in goal? Yeah, I've, I've seen him a number of times. Uh, I haven't seen him like this, this confident, right? Like, and, and I think that comes with the group around you, right? Like, if right. you feel that you have that support, uh, you, you can take some more chances. And then, obviously, I mean, we all we all saw what it did to Hershey Fortran. That was that was Hershey's strength, especially against. I would say, especially against Hartford, and to some extent, against Rochester. And it got completely shut down. And without having that element, you see all versions that they don't know what to do, but they don't have that fortune. Because everything from them starts with that. Yeah. So you take that part of their game, out of their game, and they don't have a lot of that. So Decor was huge. Uh, the confidence that he plays with, with the puck, uh, the assertiveness, the uh, you know, willingness to maybe take the right chances, which is a it's a fine line, right? Right. And uh, he kind of has learned when and when not to play the puck. And now that he's, he's at that stage of his game, he's really effective. You know, I've said all year with uh, this Coachella Valley Firebird team that they seem to learn, get more mature, get more confident as the season goes on. Sometimes you'll you'll see teams regress along the way, but this team just keeps it. This might have been the best game I've seen them play since December. Yeah, they're dialed in right now. Like I thought at times during the regular season, you could see their game kind of fade up and down, and maybe that's just the course of the season. But now they're in the playoffs, right? Like, so they're completely 100% plugged in, and, and you're really seeing that still come out. You're also seeing, this is the thing about the state, like, during the regular season, the lineups change so often. Uh, playoffs night, Patrick had some consistency in the lineup for a few weeks, and you know, we're really just in Seattle and Clemson, and, and so you're seeing that difference now. Like, he came back the opposite, right? Like, 
hey, I can play in the NHL. I, I, can, I can have some success. And now you come down to the so obviously, and, uh, you feel that much more better about your game. Uh, it's also, I think, it's different from a typical assignment to the AHL where, you know, it's during the regular season. This was, well, Seattle's done, so they're not sending me down because they're not happy with something. Uh, they're sending me down because they want me to play playoff games. So I think it's a little easier for any player to digest that. And, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously he's got a good head on his shoulders. And the progression that he's made in his game, really from the you know, first couple months of the year until now, is it's night and day. And it really begs the question how did this guy go on track? Uh, <laughs> general managers would be kicking themselves. Uh, thinking back to, you know, he was, he was on the draft board for three years and uh, he got passed up all three years. So I think that obviously would put a, you know, uh, maybe not necessarily a chip, but certainly a will burn, burn a player's saddle. Right. Um, he's uh, certainly qualified. So he's just had a fantastic year. Out here in the West, we've seen what's happened in Vegas at the NHL level. We've seen what's happened here in Coachella. Um, the first couple of games here, I think the fans were learning something. Coach Bilesma likes to tell us that he's teaching them uh, a lot. Tonight, they learned something new. We want the cup. Uh, I commented about that in the press conference, but... Um, your thoughts on just the environment? It's a beautiful building, but you know, ten thousand plus another sellout. Uh, the snowbirds are gone. These are locals. No, uh, you know, you can have the most beautiful building in the world. It doesn't look great if you don't have fans. Fans yep. are what make a building beautiful or not. Uh, they have that in abundance here. And I, I think it's a great point. The snowbirds. Uh, it's one thing to rely on them, but it's another thing to build like a real local fan base. And that's the teams that have long term. Success in terms of fan support are the ones that can do that. You can't necessarily rely on people that are you know, coming and going, right? Like you have to, uh, you have to have that local support and that local connection. And, and I think they've been really good about getting getting into the community and building some of those early bonds. And, and this is that it's, it's like anything. You make a great first impression that will carry you a long way. And I think that's what you're doing. I, mean, I say this to other people, but I mean, what Seattle's been able to build here. Not even accounting for the lifestyle here, 
all the other things that players like, just the fan environment itself is uh, really something to take in. Alright, let me close with this one. You've seen the AHL for a while. Um, give me a thumbnail of the state of the AHL because I've seen it for a while too, and what I've seen lately is a rise. Um, it's really become the next level for the NHL, and I think that's got a lot to do with the NHL teams and the way they uh, use the NHL. But your thoughts? Yeah, my, I, the level of investment, and, and not just financial, but just in terms of caring, that I've seen my time has been remarkable. Like I remember where you had a head coach and assistant coach, you were doing great. Now you have goalie coaches, you have video coaches, you have nutrition coaches, you have you know the skill development coaches, um, the amenities that the players have. I mean, Richie Barrett's charter flight, right? All here, right? Like that would not have happened, uh, you know, in a previous era, right? It would have been, you know, get on the plane, right? Commercial flight with everybody else. So just yeah, that um, you know, the facilities, the, the, the certainly the salaries. I mean, uh, I think there's this perception that. Is like Slapshot, and you know, these guys are, you know, just kind of scraping by. And maybe, you know, Hershey just signed a player for $525,000. Okay, so that was Patrick Williams, the authority, I like to call him, in uh, AHL hockey. Um, boy, Stephen, just well, I'll, I'll tell you what, if so there's somebody that, that – Well, if there's somebody that is uh, knows the AHL, it's that guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a thrill to have him out here. I could have talked for an hour, uh, but as we know, it was getting late. <laughs> we'll catch up again uh, maybe Saturday uh, to continue our conversation. I thought it was great just to get his perspective because sometimes when you and I are around something like you certainly as close as you are and, and me now with Coachella Valley, it's, it's sometimes you get too close to it. You don't really appreciate everything. Man, what an impressive um, organization this is and, and for them to do what they're doing now at this time um, is just really, really solid. Yeah, I mean it's it really is. I mean he 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 talked about uh, so many different things, and hopefully hopefully the the video version of this is is there is this a video version too that will be up too? It is. Yep. Watch? Yep. It is. Yes. So that will be great, and people can can watch that and uh, and hear it again. But 
Um, it was, you know, I think it's just he is right about coming out of the pandemic pretty, pretty, uh, pretty strong. It seems, um, you know, I think there's some places that probably are still struggling uh, attendance wise. But I think as you as we see with with Coachella Valley, who just kind of started this year, which they're I think fortunate that they didn't start in in COVID. I mean, Henderson was a new team, but they started right in the pandemic, so it was you know it kind of took them a little bit to to get going. Um, you know, but they couldn't you know, before they could have fans and then, and then they got limited and stuff. But then the following season, you know, they were starting to, to get some fans and then being able to move into a new building helped kind of revamp, but kind of almost start again as it, you know, it's kind of have this new newness again and, and stuff. So that was, the, that was helpful there. And then we seen San Jose has a new, uh, a new building. Uh, this was their first season at their new real building. And of course we've been there and, and uh, seen that in person for, with uh, the, when we were there for the rookie face-off, and and then of course now Coachella Valley's here, and 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 they've got a, a nice facility too. So it's just it's really nice to see these facilities in this in the West here, um, and what they and the fans that they get. I mean, yeah, you're not going to draw, you know, you're not going to draw ten thousand like Coachella Valley's drawn for the Calder Cup Finals uh, every night, uh, every home game and on a Tuesday night in. But uh, November, you know, I mean, it's it's not going to happen. You're going to have nights where you're maybe getting three thousand or four thousand or, or less. Um, you know, Henderson only holds about five, and it depends on the size of your venue too. Some venues are hold more seats than others. You know, uh, Henderson's venue only holds about five thousand. Uh, Tech CU Arena in San Jose is about that. So I mean, you know, you're limited to what your your building's capacity is. So, uh, you know, Coachella Valley built a bigger facility. Uh, you know, you know that they're at Acrisure Arena, so they can hold more, more people. But, um, but yeah, I think we've that was that's certainly a, a key thing coming out of coming out of that, and and uh, and just seeing how strong the West is becoming. Uh, I think it's taken some time. I mean, there's been there's been spurts where we've seen some good teams in the Pacific Division since it's been around, and you know a lot of these teams that have came came in either from promotion from the ECHO, uh, like in Ontario, Bakersfield, uh, even Stockton when it was Stockton, um, you know, or I guess even Tucson was, was you know, was, was kind of part of that for a while in, in another realm. So, I mean, it's it's now and now that they're AHL teams, and then you have new teams coming. Uh, Coachella Valley, completely new team. Henderson, basically a new team, you know, was, took over from another, and took another franchise and brought it. So, it's, you know, there's been so much movement but i think now i think now the league is at a point where they're 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 happy where where they're at team wise you know they they've got what 32 american hockey league teams they've got there's 32 nhl teams everybody's affiliated with somebody now and i think that just makes the league really strong totally agree with you on that note let's take a quick break let's come back and let's get your recap on what you saw tonight in game three of the Stanley Cup final. We'll be right back. Bill Foley gets another home game. I know he's happy about that. <laughs> Ka-ching. <laughs> Ka-ching, exactly. Cash in. All right. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're Jesse Ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the best of Las Vegas award, that speaks for itself. Whether it's the original location at 5611, South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle, a 
of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken the spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack. It's located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard and Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From ITHSW Podcast, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Indeed it is. The, the Pro Hockey West Report, late night. Late night podcasting, if you will. Stephen, I've made it 40 minutes and my eyes are nearly shut, but I'm still awake. I think I can tough it out for the rest of the way. Um, <laughs> Scott Strandy with you tonight from Palm Springs, California. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh uh, out from the, uh, the bright lights of Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, uh, I do want to thank everybody, too. We've got a number of listeners that have joined us live tonight, so thank you for joining us uh, late night to listen to the podcast live. We always appreciate that. Um, Stephen, there was a game three played, Stanley Cup final. You were torn before the game. You were going like, what what, what do I want to cheer for here? (laughs) Tell the listeners what you were debating and what you were struggling with and how things turned out. Well, I mean, I don't want to anger any Golden Knights fans. I think you you want to see – if the Golden Knights have an opportunity to win a game, you, you want them to do that. Uh, you know, going into Florida with a 2-0 series lead, you win game three, you're up 3-0, you, you pretty much lock up the cup. I mean, only one team has ever come back from a 3-0 de- series deficit in the Stanley Cup final, and that was like in the 40s, I think, or whatever it was, uh, what they said. But, um, you know, it's a different thing when it's a 2-1 series than a 3-0 series. So if you're a Golden Knights fan, yeah, you, you want to – go up 3-0, but okay, this, the situation was, okay, so they let's say they win game three, well then then it's, will it will it be a sweep, or will Florida, would, would Florida win game four and have a game five, so the the, the torn thing was, well, if, if the Golden Knights win game three, do I need to book a flight to Florida to be there in case the Golden Knights do sweep and, uh, and win the cup in, in four straight games? But if they lost game three, 
then if it's a 2-1 series, then we know for sure that it's not going to end in uh, Florida, at least in game four. It'll at least come back for game five. So then, you know, going to Florida for game four is not as imperative if you're looking to cover, um, you know, if you want to cover it. Uh, uh, so so what you're saying is the Vegas Golden Knights did you a favor tonight. <laughs> well, I'm not sure they, <laughs> they did me a favor. I mean, what uh, they did, they did, uh, they did Bill they Foley a favor. They did Bill they Foley a favor. The, yeah, because, they made a decision uh, for you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, they, they made a decision for it, but they they did Bill Foley, Bill Foley a favor because it gives them another home game uh, in T-Mobile Arena and um, another 18,000-plus that will pack T-Mobile Arena next Tuesday for Game 5. So that's uh, more money in the bank for the NHL and for uh, the Golden Knights. So they did well, this was a favor, but... Yes, obviously uh, I didn't see the game, so right. I'm going to rely on your. Well, you were your, a little pre, you were a little preoccupied. Yeah, a little. Um, so, so give me your thumbnail on. I saw it was an overtime contest. I, I told you before the game. I said if uh, Florida continues to play the thug style, and I'm using air quotes around that, uh, they weren't going to last long. Apparently, they didn't do that tonight. They played a little more of uh, hockey. They they did. They, it wasn't as. You know, it wasn't as bad as it was in game two or even in game one. Well, I'd say it. I'm calling it thug hockey. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It uh, Florida, I think, knew coming home. They th- it was imperative that they, you know, try to stay out of the box. Now there was some there was some penalties, and there was penalties on both teams. And you know, there's probably a case for both teams to maybe be have a little thing with the officiating. But you know what? If you're Florida. You know, there was they'll probably say, "Well, we're not getting we're not getting the power play opportunities." Well, they had I think four or five in the game, and they didn't score. I think they were zero for five actually on the power play. Um, you know, in this game, so that that certainly is not a good thing. I mean, you have five at least four power play chances. I think it was five if I look at the sheet, but uh, and they didn't get a power play goal. So so that was a good thing for Vegas with the penalty kill. Not the now they did they took more penalties than they normally do. So if you're Vegas, you try not to take as many, and and most of them were. I think we're probably good calls. There's probably a couple that were maybe on more on the the soft end, but you know, you, Florida could say the same thing about some of their penalties, including the one that gave the Golden Knights a power play that carried over into overtime. Kind of a they called it a trip, but it, it didn't really look like a trip. It looked like this this kind of uh, Golden Knights skate got caught with the with the Florida skate, and you know, it wasn't really a trip. It made him kind of lose his well. So maybe they they determined that was a trip, but it didn't really, either way. But if Golden Knights end up not scoring on it, and then the Florida ends up winning in overtime. But but really, I mean, Florida got off to a one nothing lead, and uh, you know, and Kachuk of course comes gets hit in the in one part of the game and has has to leave. Uh, we find out afterwards it was a concussion protocol, so he had to leave the game for a little while. But then was finally you know he was cleared, and then he was able to come back into the game. But uh, Brandon Montour is getting on the board first for Florida about uh, four or eight into the game. Uh, Kachuk and Stahl getting assists on that. And then uh, on a power play, uh, that was the other thing. Vegas Golden Knights had, about, I think, five power plays, and they capitalized on both, on two of them. Two of the uh, the two goals they scored were power play goals, including Mark Stone at uh, 16.03 of the first period. And then Marcia still getting an assist on that, also Shea Theodore. And then uh, and then in the second period, Marcia still scoring for like the third. This is his 13th goal of the uh, postseason now, which is That is unbelievable. Goal. That is unbelievable. <laughs> which now ties, which now ties, uh, Drysital for the most goals in the postseason. 
Of course. <laughs> there was which was getting a little bit of a laugh because Drysdale got his 13th goal in the uh, second game of round two. <laughs> and here we are now in round four. And Marshall so is just now tying the uh, Drysdale for the lead, for the leader uh, in, in goals. So it just shows you how many goals Drysdale was at when the uh, playoffs were getting going there. But anyways, uh, Marshall so yeah, Marshall so 13th goal of the postseason for him. Eichel and Stone getting the assist on that. And then, then Vegas pretty much up 2-1. It was kind of going by. I mean, Aiden Hill made some great saves. Bobrovsky was much better in this game than he was in games one and two. Really made some strong saves to, to keep it uh, a one-goal deficit for them, uh, to keep them hanging around. And then and then Florida pulls the goalie. And and something that Vegas left an open lane or something, and, and Kachuk was able to put it in. So Kachuk's now starting to get a little bit uh, uh, hot. Now he's got a goal and two straight games. Um, or Yeah, he's got a goal. Maybe he's got to go in all three games, actually. And then, and so now it's 2-2, and then it goes to overtime. Florida's been very good in overtime this year. They're 6-0. and uh, As I said, the Golden Knights did have a, a power play to start overtime, but didn't capitalize. And then eventually, uh, Verhage scores a, to win a 3-2. So, you know, Florida, Florida got the win. They needed it because you didn't want to go down 3-0. Uh, 2-1, so now it's a series, and the home teams have hold serve so far, so, you know, it's not really a, a series until, um, you know, until a home team loses, so Florida's holds and serve so far, There's so going into game four, I mean, we'll see what happens. If if Florida wins, obviously it's a 2-2 series, and then, and then if it's not, it's a 3-1 series going back to Vegas for a game five in which then Vegas will be in a very good position to try to win the, hoist the cup on home ice. But otherwise, if the Florida wins, it's two-two. Then it goes. Then we know at least it's going to go six, and then it's going to, you know. So the, so we'll see what happens. But um, you know, after two games of the series, we were thinking, oh, Vegas is looking very good. Looking very good. There's, I don't doesn't look like Florida's going to be able to hang around with them. And and even though Vegas lost this game, they pretty much played. They played pretty well, you know, for the most part. So I mean, they hung around, and, and as I said, Bobrovsky made some good saves for for Florida. Um, so that that was a good thing for them because uh, he he needs to he's gonna have to be really good for them to have a chance and he was tonight so uh, and Aiden Hill was pretty good too again but gave up a couple goals so three goals so yeah I mean Florida Florida did what they needed to do they to stay to stay give themselves a fighting chance and so now it's a two one series and again tomorrow the, the game four is now the biggest game because again it's it's a big it's still a big series mo- swinger uh momentum swinger. Um, you know, it's either going to be three-one, as I said, Vegas going back to T-Mobile for Game Five, in which they would be able to have a chance to clinch the series on home ice, or Florida wins both their games at home. It's two-two, and it's going back now. As a, it's going to become a best of three, going back to Vegas. So, let Let me ask you this: After watching it, was this more of a win um, because of the changes that Florida made? Or did Vegas just not play to the same level that they played at in games one and two? Um, well, I, I think certainly Vegas didn't play to the to the level of games one and two. I mean, you know, the first period it did take them a little while to get going. Um, but I mean, they, I mean, they hung around. I mean, they they played well enough to have they played decent enough to, to win, you know, and and certainly Vegas is the more skilled team, um, but again, that doesn't always translate to, to wins, and I think Vegas and Florida played much much better than they had been playing uh, in the two games in Vegas, so 
Uh, so a combination of both is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they certainly played better, and, and their goaltender was much better, and I think that made a big difference because, uh, you know, even usually game, does. <laughs> I mean, even, even game one, you look at game one, and even though Vegas won that 5-2, to two, it was a 2-2 two, two game going into the third period. So, I mean, Florida was, was in the game, and then Vegas kind of took over and, and won it in, in, in game one. But game two, of course, was complete domination for Vegas. and, and uh, But so, I mean, game three went Florida's, Florida's way. But, I mean, Vegas, you know, you listen to the post-game press conferences. They weren't upset. They weren't, they weren't, um, they weren't like, the coach wasn't angry about that they didn't play good or anything like that so i mean they feel still pretty good about themselves and and they should because they're still up in the series 2-1 uh they know they've been a good road team they've been pretty good at responding this year uh even in the postseason when they've when they've lost games i mean even in the dallas series they went up 3-0 and uh and, and won a couple of games probably that maybe they shouldn't have uh, you know when they weren't the better team and this time they maybe they were the better team for a lot of the game but not as maybe not as good as they were in the, the second game, but still, you know, played well enough to, to, to get the win. But just Florida pulled the goalie. They had the extra guy, and they and they were able to get that tying goal. And, and uh, you know, and so, I mean, it, that's how it happens. Guys, isn't that's hockey sometimes. That's playoff hockey. So um, they're not too upset about it. I mean, uh, he did say it should sting. Uh, they should – it should sting because they had they had an opportunity that they, they, they missed to, to go up 3-0, but that tomorrow they'll – you know, put aside and, and just focus on the on the next game. But didn't seem they didn't seem too concerned about this game too much that they they lost it. So as long as they don't make it a trend, then they should be fine. They'll come back in game four and 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 try to you know there'll be some things probably to, to try to improve on. But um, I think they'll have, they're still going to be the favorites and still in a good position if they can you know and and as as as, as we always say, if you can split in the you know especially early on in these series if you know, when you have the two in the one city, if you split, you usually it's 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 advantage you. So so Vegas was good because they won the two games on their home ice. If they go to Florida and they s- can split the games there, then it puts them in a real good position to to go home and have a chance to win the cup. So I people shouldn't be too concerned about Vegas after this game. And and again, if fans really w- want to see their team win the cup on home ice, then they were going to need to lose one of these two games. But again, you, you don't want to play with fire like that and say. You know, we want to we, we want to try to win a home ice. You do want to try to win every game, and they had that opportunity. But um, again, shouldn't be too concerned about it. Uh, now, if you lose game four, it depends on how that game goes. Then you know it's two two. You still come on home tied, but maybe you know you feel a little bit different about the series. But right now, Vegas is still in a good position. Okay, so game three is complete. Game four will be Saturday, correct? Yep, game four is Saturday, just like game four or game two in your series is Saturday. Right, and we'll see what happens. And um, you won't be spending Friday night in uh, South Beach. No. So that's good. That's good, yeah. I want to go to South Beach. I was looking at the weather for, for Sunrise, Florida, or for Fort Lauderdale area. I think there's uh, some some thunderstorms uh, in the forecast. I think the because uh, somebody was tweeting about the the weather at the because they had a watch party at Circa Stadium Swim, which you know is a great place to have a watch party for the, for the game in uh, in here in downtown. Of course, we got to get you to one of them. Yeah, well the well for, well Saturday's uh, watch party is going to be at the Las Vegas ballpark, so I may have to go out there and and uh, and check there that you out go. On, on Saturday night. But why not? 
yeah, why not? A little little Saturday night watching the hockey on the on the screen there at the Aviators' home. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, but so, soon like, that'll be the home of the Oakland A's or the yeah. Las Vegas A's. <laughs> maybe if uh, maybe there's been some battles in the in the in the legislature on that. But, I saw uh, your tweet saying you were having a little fun watching that. <laughs> yeah, it was a little <laughs> a little entertaining and had a little fun with uh, a good buddy Dana Lane calling in and <laughs> asking a question about something and and uh, yeah. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it was uh, but yeah. I mean, shouldn't be too too concerned. Uh, but yeah, the the humidity I think is uh, is at like eighty six percent in Florida. So yeah, I don't. I'm not uh, too eager to spend a couple of days there anytime soon. Now, if there's a game six, then yeah, I will be uh, I will be flying there for that. But uh, well, then it'll become elimination games. It'll be an elimination game one way or the other, exactly. So, um, but uh, hopefully, we won't get to that point. I won't have to go to the land of uh, of Florida with alligators <laughs> and other sort of things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so that kind of wraps up both sides of things again. Uh, tomorrow I've got another busy day. I, I do have a, a scheduled interview with uh, Jessica Campbell. So we're going to talk uh, all things being a, a woman assistant coach. Now, I'm going to stay away from all of that because she wants to be known as a hockey coach. And she has done a fantastic job of coaching hockey. And, and I saw it again tonight, Stephen. She is a wizard at, uh, at the power play and offensive hockey. And she, the players have told me to a man that uh, they they really think a lot of what Jessica has done this year for their success uh, has come from her because uh, they talked about how she was able to break down film uh, of opponents and how she was able to use what she saw to create a power play that could be successful and to make those adjustments as we talked about. So looking forward to that. And then, like I said, we'll... Uh, We'll get back to uh, doing this one more time late night, it looks like, because that game here will be a 7 p.m. Pacific start, so we'll probably be about the same time. But hopefully I'll have a little more sleep on Saturday so I won't quite be as – wore out as i am right now so yeah and and you got and you got lucked out because tonight was a podcast night but uh so no no video tonight with the instagram so uh saturday i think we'll be back to doing the doing it on the instagram so hopefully uh you'll your face will be more uh you'll be less tired uh yeah so people won't want to see my face right now as as we talk <laughs> about all the time the, the hair and the beard continues to grow i i told dan biles again i said you know you guys got to finish this pretty soon because i need to shave uh, we did come to a mutual agreement that by the 22nd of June, I will have be clean shaven. <laughs> yep, yeah, because the the NHL uh, Stanley Cup final will have concluded, and uh, and then the Calder Cup uh, final will have been concluded. So, but I'm be- telling you, if you're a, if you're a new fan to Coachella Valley hockey, you couldn't have asked for a better season. Uh, I know it started late for you; you didn't get into your building till mid December. But boy, uh, they have created such an environment here it's so much fun um it's so exciting i'm so thankful for the relationship that we have with them because they've made my life um so much easier so um anyway well yeah i mean it it helps in your first season in the american hockey league to go all the way to the calder cup finals i mean that's that's pretty impressive you know it's kind of it kind of has a similar uh a parallel to to Vegas, uh, it, obviously NHL it's a different thing, but um, Vegas in their first season, um, you know maybe 
the Coachella Valley was a good team, so I don't think it was completely unexpected that they made it into the uh, to the finals in their first season. But Vegas, of course, being the expansion team and going all the way to the 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 final and losing. And here's here's the here's the uh, here's the, the parallel I'm going to get at. Hershey's uh, NHL affiliate is the uh, Washington Capitals. So it's <laughs> kind of a, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I was thinking about that same parallel tonight when the Capital uh, a couple of guys from the Capitals were doing some. Some filming. It was uh, a pretty dejected group uh, of players and fans and broadcasters because they they realized that they ran up against the buzzsaw and they've got to try to find the formula to fix it. But and, but they um, said but their coach said it in the, the in the in the video you played that or in the audio that you played that that they they had the last series they lost pretty badly I guess one you know in their first game and were able to bounce back so not but, to say that they they couldn't do but, that. But Patrick Williams told me uh, when we were talking off camera that uh, this isn't the same team that, that no, they played no. uh, against Rochester. This is a different animal. And if uh, Coachella Valley, uh, they seem to be able to turn it on and off at will. And when you have a goaltender and you can shut teams down, um, that's a pretty good formula. They scored on the power play tonight. They scored um, you know, regular strength goals. They scored when they were um, – up by two, they, they made it three, then they made it four, then they made it five. So it's just one of those, uh, I just think they're a bad matchup for a lot of teams in the league, including the Hershey Bears. So get yourself a Hershey bar and uh, celebrate with us. Well, and, and it's been great for, and like I said, for the Seattle Kraken organization to have their AHL club in their first season go all the way to the Calder Cup final. I saw that they're these games in in Coachella Valley, maybe maybe the whole game, the whole series will be, but we're on Root Sports, which is the home of the Seattle Kraken uh, TV broadcast during the NHL season, and and then also the air on the local uh, station down there in in the Palm Desert area. So that, that that's that's the, that's the cool thing about it, and and it just gets more people a chance to see it and uh, and see what it's what it's about. And and again, we always talk about growing the game, and and what better way than than have a team like this playing for a championship and in an area that maybe didn't have that, as you mentioned before on one of our Instagram recaps that, that, uh, you know, they haven't had that in that area in California, uh, of professional sports, whether it be minor league or whatever, except for you said for minor league baseball and some other things. So yeah, they had an angels affiliate, I think angels affiliate. a while yeah. back. But, yeah, um, so. so everybody's getting educated to it and it's, it's fun to be around. So, all right, I got to get some sleep. You got to get some sleep. Take it away. From the Tag Creative Group Studios, this has been the Pro Hockey West Report presented by Toyota. The Tag Creative Group, your one-stop shop for unique designs or that one-of-a-kind gift idea for yourself or someone special. Search for T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Las Vegas' best barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the Mask, find any of our three Valley locations and more at behindthemask.com whether you play on ice or in line. Caesars Sportsbook app. Play responsibly at the only app that earns you Caesars rewards points. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Topgolf, go to topgolf.com to set up your next business meeting or group outing at, your, at our sports bar and restaurant. Jets Pizza, since 1978, better pizza because it has to be. Find one of the over 400 locations near you at jetspizza.com. 
Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Book your stay now at any of our locations around the world, Caesars.com. The Pro Hockey West Report is live every week on the Podbean app. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Help others find it at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcast, all one word, on your favorite podcast platform. The Pro Hockey West Report, presented by Toyota, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. By the way, I'm happy that you got to uh, get a nice pregame meal in there. I'm sure it was probably top-notch being it's the Calder Cup Finals. It was very good. It was pulled pork tonight with uh, mm-hmm. some mixed vegetables, salad, um, tater tots. It had a little bit of everything, so it was very good. And thank you again to the uh, wonderful people at uh, Aquashore Arena and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I look forward to doing the interview tomorrow and, and bringing that to you as well with uh, Jessica Campbell, one of the uh, trailblazers in the hockey world. So, okay, big thank you to Patrick Williams for joining us tonight. Big welcome and thank you both to everybody that joined in live tonight. We hope you download it, tell your friends about it, and uh, help us climb these numbers to where we want to go. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, new day. Good night, everybody.